Good afternoon, everybody. We thank you for joining us today on this episode of Weekly Marketing Fuel. I'm your host, Connor, and this is my co-host, Aaron. What's going on? All right, good to have you. So today we're jumping into the episode talking about some of the trials and tribulations that we've had over the years. And we're going to do kind of a deep dive into the marketing side or really just the origin story of your business and how you became an entrepreneur, how you've progressed over the years. Uh, and yeah, just talk about as much detail as, as we want to go into. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that kind of my story that I wanted to tell, um, you know, kind of all started back uh, when I graduated in 1995 uh, from golf school. And yes, I said golf school. I went to golf school. I didn't play golf all day or every day, but uh, I did play a lot of golf, but I learned about the business side of it, things on the turf side of that. But um, so my journey was long. Um, so we got married and uh, in 95, in right after I graduated and went uh, straight to Frankfort, Kentucky, uh, where I managed a nine hole golf course there. Um, and about a year I worked there. And that's kind of when my struggle started because, um, you know, the owners of the golf course wanted to do something that I wasn't willing to do. And uh, so probably a couple months later, we played around at golf. I actually beat the guy. Uh, I think it kind of made him mad and, and I ended up uh, <laughs> uh, unemployed. <laughs> so, you know, I, I knew we wanted to start a family, but uh, I had to get kind of my roots underneath me first. So uh, then we moved to uh, Wisconsin where I worked on a golf course there and it was just too cold, man. We just didn't like it. Uh, so I ended up moving. So, so let's let's back up just a hair. And, and yeah. what was your intention by going to golf school in Phoenix? Well, you know, I wanted to, to uh, I loved golf. I wanted something I was passionate about. And I, I really didn't know um, what I was passionate about graduating from high school. You know, I didn't go get a four-year degree like a lot of people did. I, I don't think that you have to go to a school like that to be successful. But, you know, I wanted to be... I wanted to be on the PGA Tour, you know, helping with the golf tournaments and stuff like that. I mean, I wasn't going to be a player, but, you know, I was kind of wanting to work for the PGA. Okay, so kind of like on the administrative side, event setup side, maybe yes. even the marketing side. Yes, and, and actually, you know, I had a lawyer do my resume, man. It was unbelievable. It was state-of-the-art, had a 3D photo of a golf hole in front. Um, you know, I mean, I spent a lot of money to get that and uh, – I just really wanted to be on the PGA Tour and doing that while I was young. Um, I thought it had been a good career. And out of <laughs> the problem was over 5,000 people applied. Now, I did get down to the top 50, uh, which was pretty successful, but wasn't successful enough for me. So, you know, I had to obviously get a job in golf, and that's why I went and managed the golf course. Okay, so it's been a year in Kentucky. Now we've moved to Wisconsin, where it's kind of a barren wasteland of snow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so tell us about that experience and, and how, how you like the golf course. Yeah. Well, I moved up there. My parents were up there. My, you know, we're originally from Illinois and, and my dad got transferred up north. Uh, he worked in the paper mill business and was a superintendent there. And uh, so we moved up there um, just trying to find what we wanted to do. And I had just had an opportunity pop up and we took it and it was close uh, by. Um, and it was just way too cold and I kind of broke my parents heart and told them, look, I can't, I can't live here. You know, I can't raise a family here. It, you know, it's not my hometown. It's, I don't know nobody. It's small. It's when it snows, the snow stays around for months. And, uh, I like to boat and 
fish and do other things. I love to hunt, but I just wasn't willing to, to raise a family up in there uh, just because I just don't like cold. Yeah, no, understandable. I can't stand the cold. Like, I'm living in Northern California right now, for those of you who don't know, and when it gets to like 105, 110 in the summer, I would rather have that than like a drop of snow. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hate it, but yeah. So, so anyway, after that, um, you know, we ended up moving to, uh, Springfield, Illinois, uh, which was about 30, 40 minutes from my hometown, our hometown. Um, and it, it went good. I was in the insurance business. That was, that was kind of interesting. I was in the life, life insurance business. Um, actually, you know, I saw a lot of success. Uh, I saw a lot of promise. Um, but I think, uh, I paid them more than they paid me, <laughs> you know, in the snow, I remember getting stuck with an agent. We were, we were driving to a house cause most insurance stuff, um, is done at night after people off work. So you'd be out till 10 right. 11 o'clock at night, you know, traveling, um, you know, and it, it, it just wasn't my thing, but I knew I wanted to be in sales cause I, I, I did it when I was a kid. I sold, you know, Globe magazines. I mean, a lot of people don't even know what those are, but uh, they were actually a magazine. That's how I bought my first BMX bike, but we'll leave that story for another time. So I had <laughs> sales experience. I, I really enjoyed sales and, um, you know, I wanted to do it, but they were going to make me buy this expensive IBM ThinkPad laptop. And I'm like, man, I cannot afford this right now. So I took a job as a cell phone salesman. <laughs> Go figure that. And this is in, you know, 19, so, probably 96, 97. This is probably 97 when this happened. Okay, so you quit the job that made you, because they were going to make you buy a tablet to go and sell cell phones. And I'd tab a laptop that was probably about two grand at the time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I didn't have two grand. <laughs> and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Holly's my wife. She's like, Aaron, you can't, you got to make some money, you know, so... So I took that cell phone job and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't really, th I thought it was going to be just part-time ended up being full-time. I ended up quitting the insurance business. I wasn't getting anywhere with that anyway. That was going to be a long-term goal of mine because it, it is a lucrative business. You just got to do your time, so to speak, and, 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 you know, build that customer base. And it takes a while. And, you know, we didn't have the technology we have now. Uh, it'd be a different story, yeah. but um, you know, it was kind of a joke, you know, cause a lot of people, you know, cell phones were, were luxury back then, you know, cause I mean, if you talk 30, 40 minutes, it was $200 a month. So a lot of people couldn't afford that. So that's why it was a considered a luxury item. Uh, but I saw the potential, um, in the business and I, and I, I had said, um, when I was just working as a salesperson that, this is going to be lucrative, man, because you're going to have kids carry around cell phones. And a lot of people laughed at me during that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, it's one of those stages of life where we think like, how in the world do we ever live in society without having cell phones? Yeah. You know? And it's like, I, I only knew that period of time for this, for very short as a kid. Um, but I do remember very well not having smartphones. You know, and, and I think now, like whenever I need to go somewhere, like if we go on vacation or even go up the road sometimes, if I don't know where that place is at, right? How in the world did we do this without Google Maps? I know. 
you know, like I think about it, I'm like, geez. So, so being in this pre-stage um, and kind of having the foresight of what cell phones could become, where did that turn into? Yeah, so basically what happened after about, I don't know, seven, eight months, uh, I got put as a manager at a, at a store that wasn't doing very well. Matter of fact, it was in the mall. Um, and I turned that store around uh, from, they, they graded everything from A to an F, and, and it was a D when I got it, and it was a B when I left. You know, the traffic was there. I mean, you just had to have a personality and, and not, not be afraid to talk to people. And so, man, I would just go out and grab people. Uh, hey, come here, check this phone out, you know. And um, anyway, long story short, um, I had an opportunity to come up. I was at uh, um, my wife's sister's wedding, and she had a lot of cousins and people that were in town from, from Indy. Um, and because, you know, on her side of the family, most of them are from Indiana anyway. So anyway, we got to talking with a guy. Uh, he had won multiple awards with GTE, and he opened his own cell phone store up. So uh, we got to talking. We kind of hit it off pretty good. And then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, I want you to come work for me. I'm opening up, you know, I'm going to have like six or seven stores. I need people that I can trust to, to help run my business. And, and uh, I'd like for you to come over. Well, I went home, talked to, talked to my wife, and she did not want to move. You know, we had already been moving all over the place and just getting settled in. And so we had an opportunity to so say, I'll tell you what, you know, I'll come down and see you. And uh, we'll talk some more. So long story short, he came down and he said, hey, what about if we open one here? And I was like, wow, that's, hmm, I can do that, you know. And I, I was, <laughs> and the day that, it, that I found out about that was the day that I found out that my, my employer who I was working for at the cell phone store just bought six stores, <laughs> And was going to put me at one of those stores and possibly run all six of those, you know, after I learned the business a little bit more. And I pretty much had to say, no, I'm going to open my own and I'm going to be competition. <laughs> and so that didn't go over too well. But, but um, I bet he was excited to hear that. Yeah, he was very excited to hear that. And uh, <laughs> so so anyway, we opened our own. And uh, but here here's here's the struggle. OK. And this is where I, I can relate to a lot of people. Um, and, and this part of it, cause everybody has a struggle, you know? So here I am, I just get this stable income. Okay. It's been just over a year. He comes to me, he says, okay, we're going to open one here. He said, but you got two choices on how to get paid. I said, okay, what's that? He said, number one, he said, you can take a salary. I'll, I'll pay you a good, fair salary, or you can go 100% commission, but you can't have both. And so I'm like, oh, man, you know, but I knew being in the cell phone business, I just had it. Nobody else believed this. Not only people that really believed it was probably the owners of the stores. OK. Mm -hmm. And they were going through some rocky times because they were calling, you know, the media was saying eh, it's getting saturated and, you know, cell phones are just they're just a fad and stuff like that. And I'm thinking there is no way you got real estate agents. You got people out there using these as tools. No, we're going to, this is going to be a great business. So I said, I, we, me and my wife talked about it and we said, like, hey, uh, we need to take the chance. Okay. And, and that's what you got to do in business. You got to take chances. Okay. You might not like the chances. They might not turn out the way you want them to. But, but in life, if you want to succeed, you're going to have to take a risk. So we took the risk and we took commission. And uh, man, I'm telling you, it was great. You know, I mean, it, it was just, I, I had more business than I can ever, 
ever dreamed of. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, I, it's hard to like think about going from from a salary to commission, especially something like I don't know something that's not super like popular at the time. Yeah, you know, you saw the potential in it, but it wasn't a guaranteed. Hey, you're going to make more money in commission than you are salary because back then people didn't look at cell phones as like you said it, they looked at it like a, a luxury item not a necessity right so you're not just marketing to uh regular people at that time you were marketing like you said to real estate agents to maybe like you know traveling salesmen that kind of stuff yeah but it shifted from specific markets to everyone yes yeah so I mean so how, how did how did the business transform throughout the years? You, you said you had about ten. Had the store for about ten years. Yeah, I mean, so you know, when I opened up the store, I had this big old building. Okay, I had a twelve foot counter <clears throat> and, and another counter that I checked out people, and the, and the twelve hundred square foot was just the rest of it was just empty. It was just it was it was very empty in there. Okay, it was just me. I mean. You know, if, if I got sick, I still had to show up every day. And uh, we lived, you know, bought a house only about two blocks away. So, I mean, I literally lived here. Um, I was working all kinds of hours. You know, I would, you know, have to do all the selling and then turn around and put all the stuff in the data, you know, and do all the accounting stuff. You know, I, I was it, you know. Uh, you know. By um, the way, if, I just want to interject real fast. And, and if you're listening to this and you can't see and you haven't already put together, uh, Aaron is my dad. <laughs> and um, so I was here for this experience, and I will say that the store was almost bigger than the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the house, most of the money was in the store at this time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know the big the biggest thing with it is you know your mom couldn't help me because she's home you know with the brand new baby you know with you. And, uh, you know, it's my job as, as, as a man, I wanted to make sure I took care of my family. So I worked hard. I mean, there'd be a lot of times I'd be down there until, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night um, and then be back, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning ready to go again. So, you know, the other thing is when you're when you're an entrepreneur, OK, you spend a lot of time at your business. OK, I don't care what it is. Um, you know, you're going to spend time. So you have to make your time count. And that's, you know, something that I learned the hard way. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where we were at at that moment. And uh, then, so basically, everything's going really good, okay? And usually when things are going really good, there's something pretty bad around the corner. Nine times out of ten. And it's called trials and tribulations that you go through in life. And those were, you know, was my time, number one. My money, you know, um, luckily I was still under this guy who bought all this inventory, okay? Well, kind of like today, all right, when you go to buy, they, they give you a max amount that you can spend. Well, he had opened so many stores so fast, he really hadn't time to prove himself. So we were shipping phones all over the place. You know, he would buy them under my account and then I'd have to ship them to Indianapolis. I mean, so we had inventory problems and and stuff like that that we had to deal with financially that we just weren't ready for. Um, so that that put a stress on everybody. And, uh, you know, with stress comes usually a lot of bad decisions or uh, somebody messes up or something happens. And uh, that's kind of where we're at. And the next part of the story is, 
you know, things that we can't control, especially when we're not in in the same town, happened for a reason. And I'm not going to say what it was, but there basically was a split in the company. Um, you know, there was three partners. I was not even one of them. I was just technically a, an employee, uh, but I was working for myself. I mean, everything that I made, I kept. So, uh, and I paid a small, you know, I don't know. It was pretty decent size, but there was other monies that they were able to keep, you know, for, for kind of a good trade off. But, um, you know, but it, man, I poured my heart and soul into it. And then I find out that the part of the partners want to get rid of the main guy, which was somebody I know. So family wise. So that was very hard and uh, went through all that split up. And I ended up just saying, Hey guys, let me just take my part and I'll split off. Um, and you guys can have yours and stuff. So I did that. And, uh, during that time I had another vendor coming to me and that vendor, uh, wanted to come into my business and say, Hey, look, I don't want to, we don't want to be your main part of the business, which was a major franchise. Um, and we decided uh, to, to finally do it, but then I brought my father-in-law in. So it's kind of been a family business and, you know, we, we got along very well um, and did that. We ran this business for about 10 to 12 years. Um, and then in 08, 09, a lot of things happened. We were actually doing good. AT&T just was cutting people and uh, we were one of them. We, we had made many cuts. Matter of fact, the employer who I had worked for tried to buy me out so many times because he just hated the idea that I did that to him. Um, and, and it really wasn't anything personal. It was, and it was in a different town. Um, and he didn't let me grow like I wanted to, you know, I always thought if he would move on, I would have been able to grow a lot better and we'd still be in business. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. You learn from those trials and tribulations and it just makes you stronger. Yeah. And, and one of the main themes of this whole story, and, and I want, you know, if you're listening to this, this is why we're doing rocket fire now is there was a big shift in the decision to go from, okay, I'm already working for this guy. I know him. I can work well with him. I know I can sell the cell phones. Okay. Now I'm, I'm actually going to promote to maybe possibly running these six stores. There's a shift to my own store, being my own boss, my own manager, mm -hmm. everything rides on me. And there's a theme of that in being an entrepreneur. You always want to go with, if you have this spirit, you always want to go towards, I want to be my own boss. I want to make my own decisions. And, and that is why we were starting rocket fire pro marketing is because, um, we would like to take our life into our own hands and make our own decisions after being employees, being uh, owners, being, you know, entrepreneurs. I think that whatever you do in life, if this is in you, it'll always come out and it'll always shine, you know, we'll always resort to it. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, my desire was, you know, at 13 years old. Yeah, I was 13 when I wanted to, when I figured out, I'll never forget it. I, I sat up in my bed. And I'm like, look, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. That's just what I wanted because I wanted, I wanted to be successful, but I just wanted to kind of have my own thing to do. Okay. I, it wasn't really about people bossing me around or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Cause I've had plenty of bosses, but it's about, it's just about entrepreneur. You know, it's about, you know, um, doing things your way. You know, you, you really want things to go your way and, um, and control your own destiny. And, that, and that's kind of what, what got me to, to, to be an entrepreneur. And, and like I said, we know how bad, how hard that you have to work and, and the struggles that you go through, 
Um, in today's economy, is even I think it's even worse than it was in, in 08, 09. I mean, there's a lot of promise out there. A lot of people are making money right now. You know, but there's also a lot of, of scare and, and uh, you know, we can't be fearful. I mean, we're going to still take risk every day, you know, in our business. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to add about, you know, maybe where you're, the story held us next or stories about or some lessons that you learned uh, in, in your business or anything you want to add? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, after after we shut down this our retail business, you know, really Facebook and uh, other social media platforms were hardly, they were there. They were for personal use. They were just starting to get for business towards the end, but it was so limited. I mean, they didn't have Facebook ads like they do now. They had national ads, but that was about it. Um, so I knew, I knew going in business um, that uh, down the road was going to be totally different because marketing was different back then. You know, we did a lot of guerrilla marketing for our business, uh, door to door knocking, you know, uh, fairs, uh, any type of show, state fairs. Uh, we, we would set up trailers. I mean, we, we were going after it. I mean, you know, when we had the uh, Radio Shack franchise was one of them that we added to our business and and uh, Connor here was like the king of RC cars. We wouldn't even let him win because he was beating everybody. But, uh, you know, we, we knew what it took to, to have a successful business. And then, you know, things ended. And we tried to open up a, another retail store uh, pretty quickly. Actually, I did it in, in record time. Uh, nobody in Verizon history had ever done that. And I'm and I, not bragging, but it was just I had drive, man, because I wanted to make it work. And because I was providing for you and, and, and now, you know, we had actually had two sisters come along. So, you know, we, we had a lot of drive and, and, and motivation. And I, I'm going to tell you something. And the other important part of it is having good support from home. I had great support from my wife. You know, she was always my cheerleader, you know, you know, in, in good times and bad times. She's always been there, still is today. And uh, so you have to be you have to work it as a team. And trust me, we didn't get along. <laughs> you know, we're type A personalities and, and we struggled, but we also it also has put us where we're at today. And, and we're a lot stronger for that um, because there's a lot of risk out there and, and you've got to be willing to take it, take the punches um, going into it. So, you know, we went through three years. We actually moved and left Illinois and uh, came to Alabama. And that's kind of where we're at now, you know, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And, you know, it's been great. I think it's been great for you. I think it's been great for the girls, um, you know, too, as well. And because they're all over the place. I mean, I got one graduating this year uh, and she's getting ready to go south even further. So um, you're in California and then my other daughter is in Romania. So it's it's been a lot more prosperous and we knew that going into it. So we made the move. And uh, I spent three years in commercial business, roofing business, um, and, and family. And uh, like everybody, you know, most families can't work together. But we, you know, we didn't. We split up again. Um, and I got in the car business, Connor. And that was, <laughs> you know, because sales is sales. You know, you can always take this pen yeah. and go anywhere and sell. Okay. And, and, it's bigger ticket items, so it's harder to sell because it's it's a it's a big decision for people. But I but I yeah, really love yeah I really love the car business. Uh, it's very difficult at times because it is commission based. Um, but there again, if you don't take the risk, there's there's no reward. 
So you can get stuck at a desk and do an hourly job, or you can go out there and take risk and create your own income and, and, and you know, control your own destiny. So, you know, I've been in the business eight years. I've uh, been doing marketing, digital marketing, uh, picked up on that real quick, been very successful at that. So that's kind of what throws us into where we're at today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we share all that today just to kind of give a quick background on, on you know, your story. Uh, I'm sure we'll, I'll go into my story some other time maybe and just talk a little bit about um, my experiences over the years coming up from, you know, in that house where uh, the store was basically everything, you know, like yeah. and we've had several, we've had several retail stores. And so being in that, like being the kid who sells cell phones to his teacher, you know what yeah. I mean? Like on weekends, selling phones out of the trailer with you and Pawpaw and um, just having those like amazing experiences really instilled in me, like just the value of like working hard and, and, you know, the value of talking to other people and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, so, yeah. before we go, though, we have to tell a funny story, okay? We can't be serious the whole time, but, you know, um, I got a story about Connor. I, I, what, how old were you? Probably <laughs> six. But but like I said, when you own a Radio Shack store, you know, when it when it gets close to Christmas, all right, actually, you ordered them usually in the summer. Well, it was usually start getting them in October. You get these RC cars. Everybody knows about, if you, you've been into a Radio Shack, you know, in the Christmas season, uh, which starts pretty early with Radio Shack. Boy, they sure do pile the inventory on you. Uh, yeah. In race cars, you know, basically driving those things all over the store. But we had always built a big old pyramid <laughs> in the middle of the store. I mean, we'd have over 100 RC cars. And uh, O'Connor just thought he was the king of the RC cars. And he was, he was always guarding those cars. So when kids <laughs> would come in and Connor would be, you know, with me at work, you know, he'd say, hey, don't don't touch that. You know, that's my car. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're, you're just so passionate about the store. Or you would, a lot of times, though, you would be in there selling a cell phone to, to somebody. We'd all be busy. Then we'd look over and Connor's sitting over there selling a cell phone. And he's like eight years old. So, um, you know, I know it meant a lot to you as, as much as it, as it did to me because it crushed you when we told you that, you know, we were, yeah. we were no longer doing it. I'll never forget that day. Uh, sitting at the kitchen table and, and talking about that. But, you know, I knew it was going to be all right because, you know, I, I had the ability to to be in sales. And uh, now that's that's kind of where we're at now is I want to take those experiences and share with other people who are having the same kind of struggles to help them. Well, you know, in my defense, those kids just, they couldn't, I knew that they couldn't beat me in an RC car race. <laughs> so that pile was reserved for winners that's all i gotta say about that. i know, I know. um <laughs> so so guys thank you so much for joining us today on the uh weekly marketing fuel podcast we thank you so much for joining uh we're looking to do this on a weekly basis also you can find us on instagram at rocket fire pro you can find us on facebook uh, and we are also coming to tiktok and youtube at rocket fire pro or rocket fire pro marketing uh whichever one will come up so again thank you for joining us looking for us next week and uh yeah hey, we're out of here hey connor hey connor hey, connor. hey before go ahead, we go, go before we go though this is this is our website so you can go to rocket fire pro marketing or actually rocketfirepro.com and check out our website too and uh you know it it basically has a lot of great information on there that that you can use and uh you know feel free to, to browse around.
Yeah, absolutely. You can find all of our marketing services there along with blog posts. If you have any questions, you can contact us through there as well, or feel free to direct message us on all social media forums. So anything else to add? Um, that's good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to look for our next podcast. All right. Thank you all.